It's uh, me, Raul Ramirez with the Catch Wrestling Alliance, where we keep real wrestling alive. Uh, that's always been our goal, and that's why it's even on my T-shirt. For those of you guys who are watching the video of this live stream, um, you can also see us on Twitch, YouTube, uh, and a podcast version wherever you get your podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we'll be there, right? Or at least we'll try to be there. Um, so welcome. Uh, the thing is, or the topic for this week is pretty interesting because I, I think sometimes, uh, not sometimes, but you know, the rivalries between martial arts have always been a thing, and people are always trying to find out, or at least try to claim superiority over um, other martial arts and all that, like um, with whatever style it is that they like, right? And so. Um, you know, I think that's that's really never going to end. <laughs> um, but I kind of want to talk about that, kind of like this logic thing where if someone of who practices one particular style, if they lose one match, then that then online you'll see that like, oh, it's their style is terrible or it never was great or my style is better and all that. So we actually see that a lot because it, um, with with regards to catch wrestling, since it is like a grappling style uh, with submissions and stuff. So uh, we quite often see people who do jujitsu, uh, they try to troll us or um, troll catch wrestling just in general. And um, so like if someone has a match that claims to do catch wrestling or whatever, then, and if they happen to lose a match, then we hear about it. Even if it's someone who's not associated with us, uh, then you know people will comment, what about such and such a person who lost a jiu-jitsu match or whatever? And, and uh, most of the time it's someone who's not associated with us or hasn't trained with us. Um, but, you know, so we still hear about it, right? And, uh, but again, there is one point to be made where, you know, quite often a little bit more level-headed people will talk about where it's it's not so much the art right but it is the the practitioner right so throughout history we have all these styles that have their 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 stories where they talk about like one individual practitioner uh, being able to beat all kinds of uh, other martial arts in matches like in real public matches and stuff like that uh, there's actually a lot of those stories uh, throughout time, right? Especially in a lot of these Chinese styles. Uh, there's even what movies made about it. I think Jet Li was in one. I think it was called was it called Fearless, where he he plays like a, an actual like a real uh, martial arts instructor uh, who had all these like real like public matches and all that. And um, but then not even just that. We also have say like uh, in kickboxing, we have these a lot where uh, like uh, a Korean Taekwondo um, like athlete can beat like a Muay Thai athlete in a professional match, right? So we have these things happening all the time. So there is a lot of validity to the whole thing where it's like the practitioner and not so much the style. But with that being said, right? So like I'll give, I'll give someone that kind of argument right but with that being said i think there are some styles that would give you an advantage uh outside of their rule set right um but let's go ahead and talk about one thing first and i think if you saw the 
the thumbnail on our YouTube channel for for this thing, for for this you know this live stream today, uh, you'll see that there's like an image, right? And so what it is is like a uh, a recent match. It was actually just like what, a week ago, like last week, I believe. It was a 13-time jujitsu world champion. So it was an IBJJF. So it's like a you know very well respected by the jujitsu community. Uh, 13-time world champion. It's a women's MMA match. Uh, so the woman, her her name is Nicolini from Brazil, and um, it was against a Chinese woman a boxer. All right. So her name is Xiong Xiong Jingnan. All right. So um, she and she actually doesn't really do the Sanda stuff. So even though she's from China, uh, while she was in China, she um, she did like bodybuilding and boxing, right? So not even so much kickboxing. There's all like she's really good at her hands, right? That's that is kind of like you would say like that is her base style. So now she's trying to incorporate more things like kicks, and um, she trains at Evolve. MMA, that, that gym in Singapore, that big gym where they bring in all the uh, really famous pro athletes uh, to train. So she has, like for, before this fight, they had her uh, sparring a lot with uh, jiu-jitsu black belts and stuff that they have there because they do have uh, world-class training there in Singapore at that gym at Evolve. There's other great uh, gyms out there because where it's like, uh, like Evolve is just kind of like one gym they do have a few locations around Singapore, but uh, uh, there are people who who were instructors there who started their own gyms elsewhere. So, I mean, there's a lot of uh, great martial arts training in Singapore, right? But anyway, so Xiong, even though she's from China, uh, she trains at Evolve now in Singapore. And um, let's go and take a look at what happened when a boxer went up against a 13-time world jiu-jitsu champion. She knows it. We know it. Woo! The ground. Oh, smack bang! The big right hand from Zhang Jinnan drops Nicolini. There's the power of the punching panda. Right. That was pretty much the match. It did go the whole, the whole time, I believe, uh, but it was a lot of that where... Uh, the jiu-jitsu practitioner wasn't able to implement her game whatsoever. Um, uh, Seong was always able to get out of any, and I think when, oh yeah, she jumped into guard and, uh, yeah, like they're standing, right? So, uh, that didn't work. Uh, Seong got out of everything and like knocked her down. Uh, it was a pretty quick clip. So let's go ahead and play it one more time. Uh, and I want to thank one championship because they're really, they're really cool, right? So they allow us to... Uh, use their footage. Um, so this is actually from uh, their uh, social media and stuff. So uh, this is stuff that they've and, and I, actually all their all their matches, or at least the vast majority, are available for free on YouTube and stuff. Um, but let's go ahead and watch that video again because it's so short. I think it's like what ten seconds or something. She knows it. We know it. Woo! The ground. Oh, smack bang! The big right hand from Zhang Jin. Drops Nicolini. There's the power of the punching panda. So, does that mean boxing is better than jujitsu? <laughs> Not necessarily, but I mean, I think when you use uh, the the logic of a lot of martial artists nowadays, and that that's kind of what 
you'll hear, right? And that was the other thing too, it's like, you know, even though amateur wrestling uh, is, is been shown to be one of the most uh, important and vital um, like aspects of MMA, you still get people, you know, promoting jujitsu over, over all that, right? So um, with that being said, right, so it doesn't, so, so it doesn't necessarily prove that one style is more superior, but I think what I want to talk about is like there are styles that I believe can give you an edge, whether it be an MMA or like self-defense or, you know, just um, like, like in uh, like that, I think there's some styles that transcend their their base, right? And of course, I believe you know catch wrestling is one of them because the main thing is that you start standing up, and a lot of jujitsu schools you will start kneeling down, right? And granted, sometimes there's like space limitations and whatnot, but um, catch wrestling has always been considered uh, both kind of a sport and uh, a self-defense style because it was also taught to the the army and all that but it was because um because it does have a lot of the like standing takedowns or standing even some submissions like the double wrist lock and all that um it had all that always and it never really uh faded away right but the thing was is say like jujitsu even though it's really good um and it it, it started like as a self-defense style, right? So it, right now, because of a lot of the the migration away from that original self-defense stuff to sport stuff, so like you even have like like I talked about earlier, the IBJJF and their rule set, and like because they're so respected that a lot of schools they base their entire curriculum off of winning at IBJJF events right so you get this this uh evolution over time that you know changes the sport so the same thing happened with catch wrestling so when it was when catch wrestling was pro wrestling uh you know it, it also we also had to have an amateur version right so we had folk style freestyle but they they already start changing it right so they add, add rules they they like eliminate um, like the submission holds and stuff like that. So because of that, you see what's become a freestyle and folk style now where it, it just continues to evolve away from the original version, right? The original catch wrestling. All right. So, um, so there, there is that. So I think, I think I often talk about how like there's this distortion in the understanding of wrestling right so a lot of people just think of what the they think of wrestling as the modern freestyle folk style and you get a lot of people who are like really well known in amateur wrestling talking about that like oh our style this is what the greeks and the romans did this is the whatever it's like well that's actually not what the greeks and romans did it's actually modernized version and, and it's actually you know came from catch wrestling and um a a, a much more neutered version of catch wrestling so a lot of times it's like I, you don't want to uh you just got to put the information out there you know hopefully they they get it it's like the, the whole thing where it's like a, you can lead a horse to water kind of thing and you know you don't expect them to drink it right so um that's what i'm saying it was like people have this kind of they can have this distorted version of of what they believe 
real wrestling is. So these are all grappling styles. So it would be a real grappling style, but we're talking about catch wrestling and the the original root. So the original root version can be used more as self-defense and sport, right? Not to say that, you know, folk style background can't be used for self-defense, but there would automatically be a disadvantage because there's no submission holds. Um, so it would be it would be uh, useful to a certain certain extent, right? So uh, another style, of course, that, that I'd, I would say kind of gives you an advantage, right, as a, as a base style would be the Chinese kickboxing. That's the one that I always, I always talk about or I often talk about the sandas because it, it's a striking style, but it has a lot of takedowns, a lot more than Muay Thai. It's kind of funny because, like, uh, sometimes uh, there's one time in particular where this Muay Thai practitioner is like, well, we have takedowns too, and it's, it's, it's not the same. It's not as sophisticated and it's actually uh, Sanda has actually been influencing Muay Thai in that way, where they are trying to use a wider variety of kicks. Uh, they are trying to catch some some kicks, or trying to use a wider variety. Um, and it's, it's usually because of their um, they, they've had a lot of matches, a lot of nights where they have matches against each other, right? And so um, uh, when like when uh, uh, Thai practitioner goes up against a very skilled Chinese uh, practitioner, then a lot of times they'll just get taken down over and over and they really can't implement their striking, their striking strategy. Right. So that's why I believe that um, uh, like Sanda would be somewhat more advantageous. Right. So, so like we've had Sanda practitioners who've gone into like pure kickboxing and whatnot. So, and they did well and stuff like that. So that's why I believe that, uh, a sanda base and a catch wrestling base can give you an advantage, even though overall, like I'll, I'll agree that we're, like, a lot of times it's the practitioner uh, himself or herself that um, kind of makes the style or makes makes for a winner, right? In in competition, right? Because sometimes there's so many things that that go into like winning competition, and it could be like a lot of it's like they always talk about like a lot of it's mental. So you, we could have uh, a great catch wrestler that's just not in it mentally and then they can't perform well in uh, in a match or in a, in a tournament so th there's so many things that go into winning um, but if you have like this um, this base of of or the base style of sandler catch wrestling i do believe that if um, you could have an advantage overall. Like once you get the mental aspect in there, once you get the strength and conditioning aspect in there, uh, then you could be at an advantage. And actually, um, these styles, I believe, because they're, they're, you know, we have in catch wrestling, we have the stand-up aspect that you have to learn about, the ground aspect you have to learn about. It might take you longer to get better at that style than like just uh, another type of grappling style. Um, but if you put that time in, that extra time in to learn, then you can, like at the end of, what, five years or whatever, potentially be better than like someone who does like a more limited grappling style. Right, like we, I think we always talk about like you can probably submit an amateur wrestler or something like that because their, their wrestling might be great, but if they're not training submissions, 
uh, then they won't expect it. And then they'll actually be put in all, and this is what you see a lot in, in jujitsu. And I think this, this kind of has, a, I think we talked about it in the, the last time where uh, Flow Grappling put out that documentary about jujitsu being better than amateur wrestling. They call it wrestling, but I, I really have to put that clarification in there about the amateur wrestling because, um, um, like they, um, you know, th that's really what they're talking about. They took a lot of these people who who don't do um, like submission holds, and then they get submitted in jujitsu matches. I've seen a lot of people also like even when I train with uh, jujitsu practitioners, they talk about like, oh, I trained or I, I submitted some wrestling guy who comes in here all the time. I always submit him and whatever. Um, and that's probably, you know, could very well be true. And, um, but, you know, when I find out who the person is, a lot of times, yeah, they're, it's not, not like they're doing catch wrestling. They just maybe did the folk style or freestyle and uh, they're good at getting the takedown, but they get submitted overall because um, they're not cognizant of the submissions and they don't realize how they put themselves at a disadvantage or in a position where they could potentially be submitted, right? Whether it be, you know, like triangle chokes or whatever. Um, so that would be one of the differences. Also, say, with regards to striking with the sanda, it's like uh, you can kick and punch a lot, but you might not be aware, like, how you set yourself up to get taken down or slammed or whatever. So um, that's one of the things that you you um like would be missing if you only did a pure striking style right um but that's why that's why i think like even though i think overall like people's logic is kind of flawed where they where they think like oh we have like uh, a person who was like really good at or claiming to be like a catch wrestler and then they lose one match against a jiu-jitsu practitioner then that proves that uh jiu-jitsu is better and it's like no not not exactly <laughs> because like look at the example i just showed with the one championship it's like we have a woman who is a what, 13 time world champion the ibjf world jiu-jitsu champion and just got dismantled right by a boxer right so not even so much a kickboxer but just someone using her hands <laughs> to um, like shut everything she had down right so um it's it's like for every for every time they try to troll, it's like we got plenty of examples back, right? And probably even better examples because, like, what better example can you get with than a thirteen-time IBJJF World Jiu-Jitsu Champion just getting dismantled, right? Um, so it's like uh, <laughs> just just uh, you know. It, it's true, like, uh, like everyone should try to be respectful, but I think the, you know, like, I, I do believe that some uh, styles do give you an edge. So, like I said, catch wrestling and um, uh, Chinese kickboxing, I do believe that you can get an edge um, overall because you would be exposed to a wider variety of skills and techniques. And like I said earlier, it's like you might not be, it might take you a little bit longer to get good at them because you're going to have like a like a, it's almost like a, you're gonna have a larger curriculum so you have to take more classes to to understand the one style or to learn the one topic but once you do learn the one topic then you should be at an, at an advantage overall against 
people who only do one thing, who only do what punch, like what's it, jab, hook, uh, uppercut, elbow, or something like that. Like if someone's only doing that, yeah, they're they're gonna be great at it faster than you. But if you're doing that plus knee strikes and kicks and uh, takedowns, learning how to catch uh, all these strikes and stuff, then it's gonna take you longer to get great. But if you stick with it, then yeah, you will, you'll, you, you should be at an advantage. But then, you know, you also have to take into consideration the mental aspect and the strength and conditioning and stuff like that. So, uh, there's a lot that goes into winning. And I think we kind of talk about it often. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, it doesn't really prove too much when, um, uh, especially in catch wrestling, if, if someone who claims to do catch wrestling, if they lose a match, um, it doesn't really prove much because there's so few. Uh, catch wrestlers just overall <laughs> so so there right uh, so for those of you who missed the our little video presentation it's going to show up one more time here so this is Xiong Jingnan just uh, dismantling uh, 13-time world champion Nicolini in Singapore just uh, was it last Friday she knows it we know it Yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed that, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, everyone's uh, entitled to their opinion, but, um, you know, there's... Because, like, jiu-jitsu has gone so far away from the self-defense aspect, then you'll see situations like that, right? Or you see, like, I think we talked about it a while back, a few months ago, where um, just, like, more of a... Like, the karate guy... Should have been able to beat Gary Tonnen, but um, he didn't. But the thing was, is like Gary didn't really dominate him. Like the guy was able to get out of all of uh, Gary's submission attempts, and he's just like a karate guy, right? So he's kicking and punching, um, and the, and the, that's the thing. It's like I, I think he really could have won, I, um, but maybe he was being a little too respectful, and I mean, he's a little too fearful of getting submitted. But I think once he got out of a, a few of the submission holds. He really should have unleashed or unloaded a lot of his strikes because his strikes were landing, his knees were landing. Uh, but then I think then he kind of like it could have been a strength and conditioning thing or a mental thing. Uh, but yeah, then the the strikes came fewer and far between. Um, and I think that's ultimately what lost him that match. It was I can't remember the last name. It was like a longer. Japanese name, but he was uh, you know, from Japan and uh, a karate uh, martial artist. Um, yeah, but the, all that stuff's here uh, on like on YouTube. You know, you can always check out the One Championships um, YouTube channel. You should be able to find that fight. Uh, we also talk about it a lot. Um, I think we probably showed it also, <laughs> or at least uh, some clips of it or something uh, on our live stream. We talked about it. Um, so, I mean, does that mean karate is better or whatever? It's like, not necessarily, but it can, it can, uh, there's aspects of it that can help you get out of submission holds. And same thing with uh, Xiong Jingnan, there's aspects of boxing that uh, she, also she was training uh, with a lot of black belts at Evolve in Singapore. So uh, she was used to a lot of these attacks. Um, so she was able to get out and just, and, in the case of Xiong, 
her match, um, you know, she won her match, right? She's, and she's also the champion in that weight division in one championship. Uh, so like, she's going to be tough to beat anyway, cause she's, she's defended her title like a few times. She's also been able to beat, um, like the the one championships star fighter uh, Angela Lee, who's who's an American, I believe the dad is like uh, of Singapore descent or something. Like I think I don't know, but like they they live in Hawaii and um, but uh, one championship like really took a liking to her because of that Singapore connection because they're they're based in Singapore, um, but she's also really good. Like she's won. Um, all these fights, and she's done all these kind of really cool submissions and stuff like that. So uh, for a while, I'm not sure now, but for a while, she was uh, like ranked as the most marketable like athlete in the world. So like this was the thing that went out to different companies where um, like if you wanted your products to be seen, then you know pay her to to get your product seen, uh, you know market with her. Um, and so, yeah, this was like, she was above like a lot of these big time athletes in other sports as well. Uh, so, um, Xiong is able, was able to beat her in, in their first meeting. I think they had, what they did was they did it where it's like, um, Angela went up to the, that weight division and then lost, but then they did a rematch at Angela's weight division. And so then Angela was able to get a decision or whatever. So, uh, they they did something like that where it's like one got a win and the other one got a win, but the first one Xiong won in the first meeting, so they'll probably do a, a, a what a trilogy or something. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. All right, any comments or questions? There's a bunch of people. There's a few people watching, but no one's really, or at least I'm not seeing any comments. Usually you guys comment, but if not, I think I've uh, kind of explained it where it's like. Uh, you know, like we still have to build up more catch wrestlers and uh, then you can get a better sense of what it is. Uh, but with that being said, I'll, I'm, I'm starting a new class. Uh, I'll be teaching Sanda and catch wrestling at UCLA at their gym starting in October. Uh, you, the, that gym is open to the public, but you would have to get a membership. And But what it was or what it is, is like a, uh, it's a real gym. So you would have like weights and cardio machines and whatnot plus you'd have access to all the different types of classes that they offer so they have you know like martial arts dance yoga spinning all that stuff um all at one place so this is the gym that's on campus uh, on ucla campus here in los angeles um and so ucla is a public school so that's why things are open to the public but you would have to like get a membership to that gym the the john wooden center um still teaching at fight science mma as well uh that is also open to the public <laughs> um but it's like a it's a private gym but at that at that school you know they, their focus is mma and um, um so they, they offer a, a wide variety of classes there as well but i i only teach catch wrestling there All right so feel free to inquire about that um, we also have the online program catch the cwa academy that's on our website catchwrestlingalliance.com uh, you can click on that tab and, and join. It is actually a serious program, so it's not just like feeding you a bunch of videos and uh, then you can learn everything and then just be certified. No, it actually does take some time. It's like uh, we want to try to make real, like good catch wrestlers. So even though you're not nearby, uh, you can at least um, 
Like, like we can at least try our hardest to make you as proficient as possible. Um, that's one of the goals. And so we have students in different uh, locations far away in different countries and stuff. So uh, feel free to join that. Um, and you can ask any questions in it at any time. If you're struggling with something, you know, just let, let me know. Um, we can help you out. So there, there is a chat room in there. Um, but you can also message on our social media and stuff like that um, to get answers to your questions if you're struggling with any anything. Uh, you can also join uh, uh, this YouTube channel. Uh, so on our YouTube channel, if you're listening to the podcast, um, yeah, on our Catch Wrestling Alliance YouTube channel, you can become a member. So you can just support us. It's like $2 a month, or we also have different tiers. So the other tier uh, would be like the, where we give you access to even more kind of like behind the scenes videos. Um, and you would be able to watch all of those extra ones. So sometimes we'll even do a different ending of some of our technique videos. Uh, to give you something else to to think about uh, as like as a way to finish your your submission or, or get a different type of submission, whether it be a leg lock or, or something else um, that you know that's unique, right? So we try to make it worth your while uh, to support like what we do, like our project here. So um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for watching. Um, and if you have any questions or comments or anything you would like me to talk about. Uh, just let us know. You know, you can comment below um, or uh, you know to comment on our social media. Uh, just let us know. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok as well. All right. So um, thank you very much. We we'll hope to see you soon, and together we can keep real wrestling alive.